Welcome to SolkanaCast, two broads talking broadly about health, the physical, the emotional, the nitty-gritty, and the fun. Real thoughts on real health. The information provided within this podcast is not designed to and does not provide medical advice, professional diagnosis, opinion, treatment, or services to you or any other individual and is intended for general information for educational purposes only. Welcome to SoulConicast, episode 26, Vitamin D and Deficiencies. I'm your host, as always, Hannah Wedevin, and with me, the very tall, the very Nordic, mm. the angel. Oh, Lucia Holly. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Oh, what a week it has been. Oh, boy. <laughs> this episode's <laughs> not going to come out for a little while, but... But I think we can all guess what week this is. Yes, it's currently the Thursday of election week, so we are one day in, one and a half days into mm-hmm. a Trump potential Trump presidency in the future. Yeah. <sighs> Kill me now. <laughs> so far, everything is awful. Mm-hmm. Everyone's really sad. He lost the popular vote. We have a garbage electoral college. <laughs> and America's full of bigots. Yeah. And a woman can never achieve what she wants in this world. And Even I feel if like she follows the exact correct path to do so. And I just feel like that's not going to make America great again. Because guess what? It already was great and it's been getting greater all the time. Yeah. Because more people have more rights. Fancy that. Fancy that. Fancy that. Hashtag. Feminism. Oh. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Oh. Hashtag no DAPL. Yeah. God, just support each other, you know? <laughs> anyway, so we're on the struggle bus. Mm-hmm. So if we start to cry in the middle of this episode, you know why. And you can't blame <laughs> us. And you can cry along with us. And we're just going to try to talk about vitamin D and deficiencies, <laughs> even though really what we want to talk about is vitamin depression and deficiency of justice. Yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, I will say, though, um, personally for me, what was really helpful today is that Hannah designed a gym-wide workout that was a partner workout called Stronger Together, and I did that about an hour ago, and it helped get my mind off of good. the gunk of all the gunk. I can't wait to do it myself. Yeah. I feel like the only thing that can distract me right now is, like, lifting weights. Yep. Like, yesterday I was so, I was like, be strong. I was just like, Bruh! Bruh! I can lift anything. I'm be strong. Yeah. Love so, that. Coming to the gym so, has always helped for me yeah. with anything stressful. And also, like, my body really wants to, well, everybody wants to drink a bunch of alcohol mm-hmm. and, and, like, eat a bunch of shit that mm-hmm. I know, like, I know in my heart of hearts that's only going to make me feel more depressed. Yeah. So I'm trying to, like, focus my energy on... You know, and like eating things that I consider treats that are like really enjoyable, but also good. You yeah. know, like last night we had pomegranate. Yeah, it's so good. It's Beautiful. so tasty. It takes a long time to to open. Yeah, gets your mind off of things because you're just like picking those seeds out. Yeah, and it's like so, you know, fruity and delicious, but it's not like a total burdensome on your gut. No. Cookie bomb, which is what I truly wanted. Right, but I still got like you know good sleep and woke up not feeling like kind of hung over from yeah. the sugar of a potential yeah. cookie 
Um, have you ever tried whacking the pomegranate before? Yeah, so, well, I roll it. You roll it? Yeah, so oh. I, like, smack it under the counter, and then I roll it until mm. I can hear all the seeds crack off. That's cool. It, you just hit it? You can, yeah. You can, like, split it in half. And oh, then, I have tried that. Yeah. What, no, didn't well, work so much? I feel like all the YouTube videos that you see of, like, how to open a pomegranate, those are really ripe pomegranates, but mm. it's hard to tell when a pomegranate is ripe. That's true. If you open it too soon, you're not going to be able to whack anything out. That's you're going to have to, like, hand pick it. Yeah. I see so. people whacking it, and I now that I'm saying that, I also, my favorite is opening it up underwater. So, like, you fill a bowl up oh. with room temp water, and then you're, like, opening the seeds up in the water so that they're not, like, spraying you with any of the juice. Smart. Yeah. Pomegranates are delicious. Yep. Great. I also went to the co-op yesterday, and uh, it was, first of all, a very solemn, mm. somber place to be. I bet. The whole co-op was, like, just depressed. Yeah. You could tell. And I bought myself a pour-over, like, drip coffee thing to make my own at Oh, home. like to make, yeah. And it, I was like, I'm going to treat myself yeah. uh, to something that can, like, that is, like, meditative, because you have to take your time yeah. to make that. And I've been trying to drink one cup a day, mm-hmm. and that will force me to have one cup, versus my French press, which is, like, whoop, 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 whoop. Yeah, it's just <laughs> easy to finish it. Yeah. So, um, I made that this morning. How was it? It was very good. Very yeah. rewarding. Aww. And like very tasty. Yeah. Could tell a difference. Yes. And I could tell the difference in caffeine. Mm. I didn't need any more than that. I was like, whoa. Oh, so more caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. It Just really like lets the coffee bloom. Sure. It's kind of steeping. That's so, cool. So yeah, for that like 10 minutes, it felt like maybe the world hadn't changed just doing things that help bring you back into the present because mm-hmm. it's so easy for our minds to go everywhere except the present. So yeah. I think working out and having those tasks where you can be more mindful <sighs> does something. Yeah, and just, you know, I don't know. At this moment, I'm, I feel like we're just in despair and grief and a lot of people are grieving. And yeah. Even though I knew going into this election that, uh, you know, like hate is not dead. Mm-hmm. We knew that going in, like with everything that's been going on lately, it's very clear Mm -hmm. that there are a lot of people in this country who don't want to see um, women or people of color succeed or gay people or anything succeed in any way. I just, I guess I hoped that we'd be able to at least get a woman into office and maybe make strides forward. Yeah. Petey is having a dream. <laughs> he's having a bad puppy dream. Oh, behind us. Petey <laughs> is having a dream and he's like... Gentle whimpers. Yeah, I wish you could hear it. Anyway, Petey's getting me through it. Yeah, dogs so. are good. My dog Hazel is also real comforting. We've yeah. Been, we've been working on some new tricks, keeping oh. our minds off of such things. As? Uh, such as really honing in on bring it back. <laughs> it's great. And jump. Oh, jump's a good one. And I have, like, a clothesline that I can, like, put uh, toys on, like, hang them from it. And so I can tell her to, like, jump and go get them and, like, retrieve it off. And now we're doing – so we got bring it back done. That's good. And then, like, drop and sit when she brings the toy back instead of, like, running around with it being like, yeah, I got the toy. So now we're working on bring it back, but I throw it for her and she has to sit and wait until I go tell her to get it. Ooh, yeah, good it's, it's good. We just started that this morning, and it's she's doing okay. You know what that's really helpful for? Everything. <laughs> yes, everything. <laughs> like, if you drop food or whatever, but yeah. also around kids. Mm. Because, 
like kids get really excited mm-hmm. and they want to like play with the dog's toy and that's not always a good combination mm, that's true but because pd knows how to drop it leave it and wait yeah then when someone grabs his toy and he's not feeling it i can make that command and he doesn't like run after them or whatever that's awesome yeah because kids don't kids and animals don't always mix yeah i will say i'm lucky in that hazel has some kind of funny behaviors around dogs on a leash and all that so we're there she is not perfect and we're always working on that but she is so in love with humans yeah and she knows that tiny humans are even more special humans that's so the smaller the human the more she's like i love you and i will so not like do anything to hurt you that's good because pd is like oh, these tiny humans are still bigger than me, and they're way more careless. Yeah, I so like their it. their limbs are flying all over the place. <laughs> so he's he's pretty good at, like, walking away if he's annoyed, but if yeah. they keep following him, mm. he is likely to turn and be like, Urgh. Yeah. So it's just easier for me to have a set of commands. That's so great. I could be like, get over here. Yeah. Run, yeah this get, is not run, your, no. Yeah, this game is over for you. Um, I wanted to catch up, too, on Morgan's challenge for us last week. How did it go? Well, it went good. I went for a bike ride on Sunday. Mm. I didn't bike to work on Friday like I wanted to. Yeah, I was going to do that too. Um, And then Saturday was, I was here. I had to go to like seven different places. Mm. And uh, I'm, like I mentioned in the episode, I'm like intimidated when I don't know where, how to get to a place. Like, like I just need more experience on the road before I, um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, get, I get nervous. Yeah, it makes sense. Like, you don't have your go-to routes on yeah, your bike. Yeah, I'm just not as good at it Yeah. Yet, so. So it's, like, stressful. Yeah, but it was a beautiful weekend. So it I was, was lucky to be able to go out a little bit. And yeah. Just take a ride around casually for no yeah. reason at all. Tool around. Yeah. Yeah. I also biked. I went to a co-op. So I had a little bit of a purpose, but it was, like, also on the weekend. So it was super, super flexible yeah. and no time crunch. Yeah. Because I think nice. that's what gets me, too. I wanted to come to work on Friday because it was so nice, um, but just didn't. No real yeah, reason. I feel like I have no good reason. I just didn't. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that's how it starts. So, like, <laughs> I mean, Morgan is right. If your car is just sitting there. Yeah. You leave, like, later. You are right. like, oh, it's so, like, I need to carry my lunch and my dog and my backpack and I know I can do that in my burly yeah I'm just like uh it's a different morning when you're gonna go bike versus if you're gonna go you know, yeah. hop in your car yeah and maybe it's not it's just my mental thing so anyway anyway that's the check-in I got nothing else to say <laughs> except for never Trump no thank you no never ever I know you're supposed to like support your president but no I don't don't wanna really don't want to can't be part of the hate i feel like i have a sadness hangover yeah and i want it to go away i was in rough shape yesterday and today i was like okay something is a little bit different but it's not good enough yeah and like we're all <laughs> tired the election ended yeah. at like four in the morning mm-hmm. and if you were invested in staying up you were probably pretty tired yesterday yeah so and then that carries over for a couple of days it does I had a, pe- a few people over last night to just kind of like be together and reflect on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, frankly, it was good because it was like an opportunity sort of for, for us to talk about things that we were feeling, but also like to, as a group of like pretty privileged individuals, mm-hmm. kind of get some of that stuff out together. Right. So that we're not putting it on the people who like are the most at risk. Yes. During this time in this transition definitely um 
and kind of like strategizing how we can be better moving forward and Mm -hmm. hopefully not have to but you know what do you do if you need to stand up for someone in a public place or yeah you know talk to kids about this right keep the dialogue going which I think is something important that I really took away from the racial justice workshop that we did last month yeah it's like okay what are you by the end of the workshop we all we had a huge circle and everyone had the chance to say what what am I going to do going forward and mine was just being more vocal about any and any issue and all the issues are definitely tied into all of this so yeah uh but let's talk about some things that can maybe distract us for the next 45 minutes which is vitamin D, Yeah. deficiencies of vitamin D, and then deficiencies of strength. As I was saying to Hannah, vitamin D deficiencies. Yep. <laughs> no one else thinks it's funny, but yep. I do. <laughs> There's like seven question marks at the end of that. Okay. What are you? <laughs> okay. Let's get cranking. Let's get, I thought you were going to say let's get crunk. Let's get turds in this <laughs> podcast house. Ooh. I wanted to talk about vitamin D because daylight savings just happened. Yes, it did. And before that and now after it, it's dark at times of the day that we just wish it weren't so dark because now it's just dark a lot. And it's going to get more dark. And I think thinking about vitamin D right now is really important, especially because the majority of our listeners and our friends live in Minnesota with us. Yes. Somewhere in the north. Yeah. The old Midwest. Yeah. And it's just, I don't want to, I can't and won't say that everyone is low in vitamin D here, but I think so many people are low in their vitamin D stores in their body and don't recognize the cascade of effects that that can have yeah. on their mood, on their energy, and just on how they function on a daily basis. So, um, have you heard of seasonal affective disorder? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. I feel like <laughs> I, I experience it myself usually around uh, March mm-hmm. is when I start to feel it the most, mm. February, March, because like up until that point, month to month, it feels like you have something to look forward to. And I'm a future thinker, so that helps me. I'm like, oh, Thanksgiving, oh, Christmas, oh, New Year's, oh, my birthday, oh, all these things <laughs> are happening. Can keep you trucking on. Yeah, and then it's just like still winter. After that, it's still winter, and it's still dark. And it's like the worst part of winter. Yeah, and it's like really icy and really cold and very bitter at that time of year. Yeah. Um, And nobody's like, everyone goes on vacation, like, except for me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, which, by the way, I'm going on yeah. vacation in March this year. Oh, good. I, and you're going in December, too, right? I am. Good. So both ends of the winter yeah, season. Yeah, there's like two times. There's two times of the year when the gym is really quiet. Uh-huh. The summer from, like, end of July to early August. Mm. Uh, or, sorry, from July 4th to early August. Mm. And then in late February through March. Uh-huh. Because everyone, is that's like vacation time. Right. So where are you so, going to go? Costa Rica. <gasps> Ooh. With my mom. Yeah, we're going to go. Oh, cool. Awesome. I'm turning 30. Yeah, got to celebrate. Yeah, she's turning 61. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you That's know? awesome. But, yeah. Yeah. And we then before two, that. Our birthdays are two days apart, so. Oh, really? And then before that, coming up soon here, mm-hmm. I'll be in Australia. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. Yep. You do the accent, not me. <laughs> Australia. <laughs> Melbourne. Australia. 
It's going to be really fun. I'm super excited. I'll be there with our producer, Taj. <gasps> Taj. <laughs> and our friend, Beth. Yay. It's going to be great. I just got my book in the mail, like my, my Melbourne book. Oh, nice. See the sights? I hear you yeah. might hold an animal or a koala. Yeah, and we <laughs> might go in a hot air balloon. Cool. So. Whoa. Anyway, seasonal affective disorder. Hopefully, I'm going to stave it <laughs> off by going to Australia yes. for two weeks. We'll yes, see. because so seasonal affective, there, I mean, there are multiple factors in that, but I would say for anyone who's listening who has had that term thrown at them or think that it applies to them, recognize that this episode could be for you and that maybe something you could be looking at is your vitamin D levels. Yes. Preemptively before it hits. I think that's really key. So I'm going to talk about what vitamin D is, what it does, where we find it, all that jazz. But I'm talking about that now, right now, even though you'll be hearing this in two weeks, still applicable. But talking about that even more so because it's going to be even darker yes, in two weeks. Yes. So get your, get your butt in line and check out your vitamin D. But we're talking about this so that you can build up those stores in your body now so that when it really does come to be the dead of winter, you're not stranded out there. Sad and cold. So sad. (laughs) In the dark. Okay, so vitamin D, what is it? It's actually a hormone. No. What a what what is it called vitamin D? It should be called hormone D. Yeah. Should just be called D. It actually has a uh two other names. Uh one of them is one twenty five dihydroxy vitamin D. That's the one I know it best as. Okay, okay. And then there's also um Calcitriol. No, yeah, that's what I call it. I'm like, have you taken your calcitriol? That's your problem. <laughs> Can you say it in an Australian accent? Calcitriol. Thank you. I, I hope that's close. Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay, so there are multiple forms. There's vitamin D2, vitamin D3. Um, I'm going to be talking about D3, which is what we need as humans. So we can get vitamin D3 from foods, but we can also make it from sunlight, um, which is why historically kids in london way back in the day had more of a chance of getting rickets oh rickets yeah that's like, a funny disease like, i mean it's not <laughs> no it's, okay it's okay not. let me just uh, let me just make my claim <laughs> it's not funny at all but there's some diseases that are that are so far in the past for the most part mm. that people get so rarely now like scurvy okay but oh yeah and well, rickets mm-hmm that like they come up in improv scenes. I feel like they're the oh, do they? comedy because they are like, like oh I've got rickets is like well that, old time yeah you're like a 1400s yeah English kid but that is funny people probably still get it. Um, yeah, what's interesting is that there like if you there are like different articles that'll see that'll come out on like Huffington Post or New York Times where it's like this person or this child had this mysterious like set of symptoms and no doctor could figure it out and, and then like oh rickets rickets or like oh scurvy huh or like oh vitamin so A deficiency give this kid fruit. yeah and usually the diet is like a kid who's maybe very selective about texture or doesn't like colorful food so they yeah. end up eating just these completely nutrient poor food options that are oh, going to and no one's given them any vitamins. Right. Uh, so eat uh, a range of colorful uh, items, vegetables and otherwise, okay? Okay. Okay, great. Cool. So we can get that D3 from foods. We can get it from sunlight. We can that's our skin will um, sunlight taking our skin helps us produce it. If you don't, then you are at a much higher risk of rickets, which is basically soft bones. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It's so gross. Yeah. It's so sad. Yeah, it is sad. And your knees get all bent in, right? Mm-hmm. It's like little tiny Tim. 
probably, oh, he probably had rickets. Damn, he definitely had rickets. Oh, buddy, soft bone. Yeah, soft bone, Tim. <laughs> uh, so the, uh, it's so funny, but it's not funny. No, but it is. But it's kind of. But funny. it's not. Uh, the U.S. recommended daily allowance of vitamin D is a minimum of about 600 IU's. So an IU is an international unit, which is how we measure the vitamin D. So 600 IU's for adults. Um, that ranges. So the RDA is a approximation. It has to be an average to be applicable to all the people that they're like putting right. it onto. So just kind of keep that number um, in your head. But I would say there's quite a range around that and a range like up going up not just going down. Okay, so what does it do? I think by this point, we understand that it helps your bones absorb calcium, which is what keeps them strong. Yeah, keeps them not soft. <laughs> not soft bone. actually like bones. Yep, which is another reason um, if you're, we're probably not going to encounter someone in our day-to-day who's going to have rickets. You, you're right, that is quite rare at this point, but it still can happen. Um, but I think a lot of people are worried about osteoporosis. Especially sure. women as they get older. Yeah. So yeah. it's a risk factor for that. It's also a risk factor. Why um, is it a higher risk factor for women? Um, I don't know. With vitamin D levels. I don't know if more if women need higher levels or if their body might be using more vitamin D in different hormonal processes. It is a fat soluble mm. vitamin, but I can't tell you. Specifically. It also plays a role. It's a risk factor. For stress fractures. Thank you. <laughs> okay, women tend to have smaller, thinner bones than men. Something about that phrasing is so creepy. Women have different bones than men. Smaller, they're, thinner bones. They're different. I, yeah, I mean, some women will. Right, if you never lift a weight. Yeah. Anyway, estrogen uh, decreases sharply when women reach menopause, which can cause bone loss. Yeah, so some of the hormonal factors definitely yeah. playing so a there role. There we go. That's why. Jeez, no. smaller, thinner bones. I'm, I cannot be president because my <laughs> bones are small and thin. Oh, that's why. Yeah. I didn't know. America was voting for big bones. I should probably go take a nap, right? Because I'm too frail. Yeah, okay. make America bones again. <laughs> Them soft bones. Mm, bones. <clears throat> okay. It also is important for brain development, especially in children. Okay. Helps with mood and mental health. Helps you form memories and keep memories. Kay. Helps you to make decisions. So a lot of different factors in brain health. Um, there's also a growing connection between low vitamin D levels and an increase in autoimmune issues. Oh, no. Yeah. So for so many different reasons, I think vitamin D is something that people can Just at least up. D- think about. Taking a sup is great, but also looking at making sure that you're getting it in from different food sources. Yeah. Because guess what? When you're getting in something that has vitamin D3 in it, it's also likely going to have other cofactors that help you digest and break it down and use it properly. Also want to look at gut health. If you do have some impaired gut function um, or maybe you've been on a low-fat diet for a long time and that has kind of shut down or deregulated your um, gallbladder to shoot out bile, which is what helps to emulsify and break down that fat, you might have some issues going forward really breaking down and emulsifying, Mm. breaking down the fat into fatty acids and being able to cleave it and use it in your system. Shit. Well, shit. You better eat some fat. Eat some fat and then take a swig of apple cider vinegar. Oh, you know it. (laughs) I'm always drinking an apple cider. It's lovely. Okay. 
So where do we find it? Where where do you think we find it in food, Hannah? Kale. I would say dark green vegetables. Mm-hmm. Cruciferous vegetables. That was good. Cabbage, I bet. Those are going to be great. Okay. We also want to think Fruit. about... <laughs> not, not so much. All right. Beets. Not so much, but beets are really great for that gallbladder health. Sweet potatoes. Mm, let's okay. think about fattier foods. Oh, meats? Fat. <laughs> Butter. Butter? Dairy? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Butter is great. Legumes? I'm just going to name all the foods. You tell me when to stop. How about water? Water? Oh, yeah. Is that a fatty food? Yes. <laughs> Tastes I'm so lost. good. <laughs> lost in the sea of water and soft bones. I feel like the answer is always cruciferous vegetables. Cruciferous. Cruciferous. Ugh, crunchy, crunchy, crunchy. <laughs> That's what that means, right? Yeah. Crunchy, crunchy, crunchy. Yes. It's different than deciduous. Don't get it mixed oh. up or you'll be embarrassed. Don't do that. It's a tree type. Yeah. Take that to your trivia and night. And it's not carnivorous. Huh. Vegetables. <laughs> Guys. Yeah. What fat are you talking about? Bacon? Water. 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 No, I'm not talking about water. Okay, what are we talking about? I'm talking about fatty fish. Oh, I love fish. Yeah. Oh, like, oh. Man, let me tell you guys. Ono. O-N-O. Yeah. Hawaiian fish. Yeah. Coastal seafoods. They, they've been getting it in lately, and Ooh. it is so good, raw. We should see if they'll sponsor us. Yeah, guys, what? <laughs> They're, we're on the same block. Yeah. Shit, maybe I'm going to pick up some fatty fish on my way home tonight. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell fish yeah. night. Awesome. Cool. Okay, so... Yes, Hannah's been talking about some of the different foods that are rich in vitamin D. Crucifers are always great. Eat your dark leafy greens. Awesome. But some of the foods that are richest in vitamin D are going to be things like salmon, tuna, sardines. Ooh, you talk about those a lot. I do. Can you bring them sometimes so I can live try them on the air? Yes. Because I'm never going to buy them on my own. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Interesting. Keep that, what you just said, in mind later on. Um, and then eggs for people who maybe are not eating sure. uh, actual animal meat. So those are all wonderful sources. Wild caught fish are going to have higher levels too, which is another reason um, why, yes, buying something like wild caught salmon, wild caught tuna is more expensive, but you're getting more nutrition um, for your buck. So yeah. another consideration is maybe, I, I mean, this could be fodder for a different episode. We're thinking about just yeah. quantity of eating meat, but really looking at really great quality meat. Right. So you're not eating it all the time and eating like 10 ounces of salmon every day. But when you do get it in, it's really beautiful stuff. I want to ask someone about this because I feel like there are, that. well, first of all, the seafood world is changing. Mm-hmm. And like you can't always rely on just wild caught. Yeah, this is a, we should talk to Jacob about this. Yes. Because he is, we've talked, he and I have talked about this before. And our friend Kristen, she works for Whole Foods yeah. Seafood Department. Yes. And uh, she posted something recently that was like, hey, wild caught is not always the best. Mm-hmm. Like, here's what to look for on the label. And, then, and now I remember what, I wish I remember what it said. So Kristen, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> please tweet us. Yes. <laughs> At Silk on a Podcast. Great. Anyway. Okay, so keep in mind, all those foods that are rich in vitamin D, when you are eating them, like I was saying before, vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin, okay? We have four fat-soluble vitamins, vitamin D, A, E, and K. So we want to make sure that we're getting in the foods that naturally have that fat that are paired with it. 
it's a fatty fish. Great. The fat is, you know, it's um, marbled in with actual meat itself. <clears throat> like I said before, when you're getting in those foods and you're seeking out foods that are so rich in vitamin D, looking at your gut function. So feeling like, okay, am I digesting this fat properly? One way you can look for that is if your stools are really fatty. You poop. Yeah. And you How poop. do you know if you got fat poop? Because it floats. <laughs> chemistry i mean it's science i have never noticed if my poop floats or sinks well you need to write a book <laughs> called you really should you should really do this you should really write in like an ebook mm-hmm. with joshua joshua draw you some cartoons yes some images i like his cartoons that are like uh literally you really should do this that's like your poop because that like that is so fucking fascinating. Yeah. And I'm sure people in their private minds, and maybe not sharing with this with others, would be so into that. Okay. Well, this is something I have people do in the Essential You class. Is we talk, we have a week where we talk all about digestion. Poop. There's a Bristol stool chart that shows the different consistencies and different types of stools that people can have. And they're typically, there's a range of about seven. This so, is, uh, honestly, <coughs> I, we need to make an animated <laughs> ebook. Yeah. Oh, this is so great. Some people even do a personality types by poop chart. I'd like to shout out to Lindsay Hickman for introducing me to that. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, man, that's so great. Does <laughs> that mean great. my mom saw it? Yes, it does. Okay, because my mom did the essential you <laughs> yes. with Lindsay. Yes. She always says, that Lindsay H, she, very, <laughs> she takes that essential you very seriously. Yes, she I'm was a like, great student. I know, I'm like, mom. You should, too. <laughs> She's like, well, I do, but Lindsay's very good at it. She's very good at it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, poop. Let's yes. talk about poop more. <laughs> so, um, if things are compromised with digesting the fat, you might see your poop rise in the toilet bowl. That's showing that that fat is rising to the top, right? If- that, means you're, <clears throat> that means you're not digesting it. It's going into your poop. That means, right, that you're, you're not breaking it down, so you're really just pooping it right out. Oh. Mm-hmm. I see. Yes. So you want it to sink to the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, if it's, if it's consistently floating to the top, that's indicating. Another thing, and guess what? Like, if this has happened to you, you'll totally know it. But if it hasn't, don't worry about it or just be aware of it. If you're also not digesting your fats and they're really just going through, your poop, your, yeah, your poop is going to be fatty. That's why it's floating. So it'll be greasy looking. So you might even see like a greasy sheen. Feel free to talk to me about this anytime, anyone. Oh, my God. Do you have shiny poop? At Silkana Podcast on Twitter, you can tell us, what's the what's the craziest poop you've ever had? hey And then hashtag Trump 2016. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, greasy poop. Mm, greasy poop. Okay, anyway. Okay. Poop aside. Poop aside. Is it cool to take stuff to help with this vitamin D deficiency, or is that like... Yeah, it is. It is. I would say have the basis, try to figure out ways to bring in foods that do have that vitamin D, the D3. Yes, plant material is going to be great to get in some D3, but really, if you want nutrient-dense, if you're really seeking out and putting in time and effort to get in foods that have D, 
I would strongly encourage <clears throat> you to seek out the animal foods that do because okay. they're just it's gonna have so much. Yeah. It's gonna be way worth your time. Good to know. Yeah. Don't feel like you can't eat vegetables. Vegetables have a million great things, but for vitamin D in particular, fatty fish and egg yolks are really, really great. You are just naming the things I love. <laughs> like picture this. Us, you make like you make like a delicious butter poached salmon. Mm. And then you drench that shit in homemade hollandaise sauce. Yeah, done. Easy. Like, yes, <laughs> vitamin D for the winter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make that tonight. I'm so hungry. I wish you all could have seen the, the pose <laughs> that Hannah just did. It's like... It was great. It was like the fingers, too. <laughs> Hands up. Lady Justice is what I'm calling that. Nice, nice. Okay. Yeah, as a supplement... Um, <laughs> The one of the greatest supplements is going to be cod liver oil. Fancy oh, that God. fatty well, fish. You know. Yeah, um, you can also go get vitamin D three as not um, cod liver oil, so more of a uh, more synthesized. A lot of people use that and they feel a nice effect. Um, again, I would say if you can do the cod liver oil, yeah. I'll link to it's a just different hard one. When you have to go to the damn fridge. True. Like honestly, yeah, I have my pills like all laid out. In the bathroom, because mm-hmm. I take it before I go to bed. It's just one more step to forgetting. <laughs> I would say, too, with that, if you can find a bottle size that's, like, small enough, or if you're taking it over the course of two months, yes, that fish oil is very fragile, and we do want it to be refrigerated, but if you know that you're going to go through it in a month or two, and it's easier for you to stay consistent with or it. Or leave some in, the ba- in a bag or something. Yeah, or just leave the whole bottle out, because it'll be gone in two months. That's true. I would say if that That's helps you point. take it consistently, yeah. it's literally just forget. Like yeah, because you know, it's visually you don't so see it. Set. Yes, yeah. yeah. I leave my fish oil out on the counter because I want to see it every day because that is what helps me take the supplements yeah. that I do take. Yeah. Um, so cholera oil D three by itself. Um, again, there's some contention over the upper intake limit. So the USDA says about four thousand IU's um, through supplements. Okay. Because. So fat-soluble vitamins are different than water-soluble. Those are two options. A water-soluble vitamin like vitamin C, if you were to take too much of it in one sitting, your body's going to flush it out because it's already water-soluble. Yeah. So that what that means is that you'll pee it out or that you'll poop it out and you'll have loose stools. Talking about poop again. Yeah. So not a big deal. The fat-soluble vitamins, because they're fat-soluble, if your body gets too much, your body will want to protect its organs and it'll move that fat into um, your fat. So it'll store it. So if someone has too much, then there is a possibility of having it be toxic. Uh, but I would say that with vitamin D, so many people are so darn deficient yeah. that you would have to be like chugging, chugging cod liver oil Ooh. or like taking like 20 D3 supplements a day, capsules a day. So okay. I don't have that problem. Right. <laughs> um, uh, fun fact for vitamin A, which is one of the other fat soluble vitamins. Again, that's one where you, it could lead to toxicity, so you don't want to have too much of it, especially if you're pregnant. Um, but uh, with food sources, it's hard to get too much. It's really hard to overdose, except for bear liver. <laughs> what? <laughs> Apparently, it's very easy to overdose on vitamin A if you're eating bear liver because it has so much in it. Ooh, so, when are you eating bear liver? I don't know. I don't know. But if you have the option, be careful. Uh, bear liver pate. Uh, yeah. That's when, you're at, that's when you're at the Great Northwoods restaurant. <laughs> Ma's in the kitchen slinging up bear liver pate. And we're having duck bill for dessert. 
Oh, snap. <laughs> Roadkill for breakfast. Aww. <laughs> That's how my meals go. Yeah. Breakfast, pate, then dessert. Yeah. It makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you're up north in that great north, nothing um, makes sense up there. Mama's kitchen. <laughs> So finally, the last one is you can also make vitamin D. Your body can make it from sunlight. When sunlight reaches our skin, we can synthesize Synthesize. it from cholesterol. Hey, happy light. Sunscreen prevents this. Oh, no. What? Mm -hmm. Dang it. So I would say I personally am not a fan of sunscreen. I think having your skin be a barometer of how long you can be out in the sun is pretty cool. Right? So three seconds for me. <laughs> also, having low vitamin D status can be an indi- Well, it can be correlated with feeling like you burn really easily. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> so all these signs are pointing to bump up the D. I'm thinking of someone. Yeah. If you're listening, that's someone. You know who you are. <laughs> you got burnt really bad on a trip recently. <gasps> that makes so much sense. Yeah. Okay, so maybe some vitamin D would help. Yes. Prevent that. Yes. And this is another thing. Um, my, my instructor for my nutrition program had this great protocol where she was like, if you're going out on a vacation, you don't want to get burned. Um, well, one thing you could do is go to a tanning bed, get kind of like a base level and do that just a little bit preemptively. But you can also um, kind of pack in some of the vitamin D3 supplementation and really bump up those levels quite quickly for like two weeks before you go on vacation. Oh, okay. And then once you're on the vacation, if you're there, somewhere sunny, Mexico, Australia, yeah. and there's less likelihood that you'll be burning because okay, your fat, essential fatty acid levels will be at a more appropriate level. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give me some cod liver oil pills just, just now. Do it. Do it. I really will, because I'm like a pro at taking my magnesium now. Nice. I haven't oh. missed a day in months. Hell to the yeah. Mm. I sleep like a little bit <laughs> for nine hours a night. So one thing you mentioned a few minutes ago um, are sunlights or happy lights. I got me one. Yes, I have one too. It's the best. It's- I use it every every day in the winter when I wake up and it's still dark because it's still dark forever. Yes. I turn it on while I'm making breakfast. Do you want to explain what it is? Oh, it's like a sun lamp. Like, it's like... It's like a bright light? Yeah, it's like a really bright light that you... You don't have to be too close to it. It's just like you can have it on in the room that you're in. It needs to be shining on your face. Yeah. And on your eyes and your skin. And it's great. What do you notice from it? It makes me feel awake. Yeah. Like, wide awake. So okay. Much, much better mood throughout the day. Yes. So it's helping. It's the sunlight or happy light, whatever you call it. It's helping with our vitamin D production because it's mimicking what the sun would be doing. And it can be super useful. I would say anyone who has one right now, pull it out and start using it now before it gets extremely dark. But it's already quite dark, um, especially in the evening. So if we can, even though we had daylight savings and now it's brighter earlier in the morning and that's great, if you can still start to use it build up those D3 stories. It can also help with our circadian rhythm. Just be careful not to use it like at night. No, you want to use it to go to sleep. Use it at times when there's bright daylight. So I'd say yeah. use it up to even like 11 a.m. I wouldn't go after that. But if you can take I just do, use it to do it first thing in the morning. Like, that's the best. Is doing up, it doing right it. in the morning. I had a hard time sticking to a schedule with my sunlight, but I knew and I like got it way too late last season in the middle of winter when it really wasn't very effective at that point. Yeah. So I was like, okay, and this is why I want to talk about D3. I will start up with it. I was like, I, I my plan was to have it shine on my face when I was eating breakfast every morning. And it did not happen and I would never use it. So I realized, what do I do in the morning? I wake up and then I'm on my stupid phone for like 10 minutes in bed. Yeah, so I just shine, yeah, I just shine on my face then. 
Easy. Doing it every day. Smart. Smart. Work with yourself, whatever that means. And you got that blue light and that sunlight. <laughs> Great. Really awake. Okay. So, what happens if we don't get vitamin D? We get rickets. In very severe cases, rickets. <laughs> In less severe cases, we get sad. We get sad. We get less energy. Yeah. We might have um, an increased likelihood of stress fractures. You said of, it really well that time. Thank you. Of osteoporosis if we're um, postmenopausal. Mm -hmm. um, even if we're not postmenopausal, it's something, especially as women, to be considering looking at vitamin D levels. So if you feel just generally like, oh, winter's kind of hard. Why is it hard? Yeah, not just the snow, not just the dark days, but because it doesn't feel so good for me and my body, I would highly encourage you to think about increasing vitamin D levels through food as your basis and your foundation. And then on top of that, likely supplementing either with cod liver oil or a different D3 supplement. I'm gonna push for the cod liver oil because I think it is just beautiful. Mm. Maybe not in taste, but in what it does for your body. Accepted. Yeah. Let's talk about another type of deficiency. Deficiencies in strength. Wait, before we do, I want to give Wait. you your challenge oh, now. Oh, come on. My challenge, I wrote it down here. Eat sardines this week. Oh. So I'm going to bring you some. All right, next week. Yep. Oh, we'll do it live. Yep, we'll do it live. Live. <laughs> live, and then it'll be listened to yeah. three weeks later. I'll eat them with you. It's going to be so good. Okay. Will you bring water, too? Yes. And, like, a breath mint? Yes. Do I have to eat their eyes? No. They're like little fillets. They are? Yeah. I thought you had to eat their eyes and head. No. That's like an anchovy. Oh, that's <laughs> But anchovies are already ground up. Uh, sardines, for anyone who's scared of a sardine who hasn't tried it, to me, if you can find it packed in olive oil, get a nice brand that if maybe wild cod isn't the perfect thing, but look for a brand that says something regarding sustainability. If you eat it, I swear, if you already like canned tuna, canned tuna is fishier than sardines are. Okay. So if you can handle canned tuna and you're like, that's no problem, you're going to like sardines. You just have to give them a try. And they're salty? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. They're different salt level than anchovy, than anchovy paste, which is like extremely salty and used almost as a... Um, is, is like a salt replacement yeah. in different dishes if it's being used. Sardines, consider them very similar to canned tuna. So the protein okay. that you're eating in a meal. All right, all right. Let's talk about strength, deficiencies. Okay. What do you think I'm talking about when I say deficiencies in strength? I feel like what I think about is having muscles, other muscles compensate for muscles that are not Good working. job! Yay! Did you read my paper? I did not! Okay, I'm just teasing. I really didn't. Uh, yeah. Uh, deficiencies in strength. What I'm really saying is that you're lacking in certain areas that are usually smaller muscles, tendon strength. This is my jam. Yeah. <laughs> so you're, you're small, small muscles. Yeah, because I don't know. Where are they? I still don't know. Yeah. And this is like something you see a lot of in um, all athletes. But in CrossFit athletes, especially because, like, if you're on a soccer team, and you know, you can expect, like, what are going to be some definite deficiencies in strength of a soccer player? Upper body. Yep. Um, core, maybe. Maybe, maybe, depending. Yeah. Um, arm. Yeah, just arm. <laughs> One arm. Arm. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're going to be really good at lateral movements, side to side. Yeah. They might be, have a good, strong balance, mm -hmm. and um, they might be 
like very nimble, and, but they might not be very flexible. Mm. Or they might not be very strong in their upper body. They might have a weak spine. Yeah. So if you're on a soccer team, like you're in a like NCAA team, you're going to have a coach who's going to help you work through strength deficiencies mm. in the weight room. But like as an adult, you might be an athlete in some way or another and not actually be addressing your deficiencies because right. you're just doing your sport so often. And in CrossFit, <laughs> I see a lot of athletes who have deficiencies in strength. Luckily, because I can see them and I get to run the gym, I can add in accessory exercises that work on those deficiencies. Yeah, you do a lot of programming with that, which is really cool. I do because I feel like it's the quickest way to avoid injury. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you don't have a good, I mean, if you don't have a good balance in your you know, skeletal strength or in your muscular strength, you're going to end up feeling like you're overcompensating. Mm-hmm. Like if your butt is weak, yeah. you're going to use your back. Yeah. We've been down this road before. Yes. But it's even more than that. Like there's other things, there's other types of uh, m- different deficiencies I see a lot in crossfitters. Mm. Do you want to know what they are? I, of course. Okay. <laughs> uh, one thing I see a lot of is deficiencies in end range of motion Mm. uh, both mobility and stability so like people's ability to hold their own body weight on and through an extension like if you're the end means the very like the the, actual end of whatever that extension is so like if you're pressing a bar overhead the very end range a lot of people when they do like push press They'll pop in and out of that end range, end range without ever actually like, hitting it. But if I ask athletes to hold the bar overhead in that position, it's like such a struggle. Sure. When they're fully extended. Yes. Or in a handstand, oh. for example. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, or like at the bottom of a squat even. Mm. Like there's a loss of stability or flexibility at those mm. positions. Mm-hmm. So... I see a lot of CrossFitters missing that. End range of motion, stability, or mobility. Mm. Like, they can't get to the end range comfortably because they're lacking some mobility somewhere in their body. Mm-hmm. Or they get there and they never actually practice staying stable in that position. Mm. Um, I also see deficiencies in lat strength. Oh, God. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, right. And lower traps. Okay. And you can actually, like, see this sometimes yeah. very actively because you'll see an athlete come in. Maybe they're there for, like, two or three months. And suddenly they have these, like, huge upper traps. Mm-hmm. Like, their neck looks big. Like, they have... Can we tell people where the traps are again? Uh, yeah, like, those those lumps on your shoulders by yeah. your neck. When you see, like, a big football player and they have big traps, they look like they have, like, a bridge on their neck. <laughs> yeah. Those upper traps can get really overdeveloped very, very quickly for athletes that um, have weak lower traps and lats. And you could see it. Like, as a coach, you're like, oh, that person <laughs> compensating. has been compensating for the last couple months. And maybe they couldn't see it or we couldn't see it before, but now we have very clear evidence that yeah. that's happening. And they have to be more aware of what they're doing and work on some... Um, strength measures to fix that deficiency that wasn't something that i thought about for myself personally until i came to sulcana 
Um, I remember being at the gym I was at before, and I was like, yeah, my traps look so buff. Yeah. I'm, like, hulking out. I love it. I know. My traps got huge when I first started to do CrossFit. And I was like, this is so weird because my traps are big, but, like, I don't feel like I'm that much stronger. Right. And then I started to work on my lats. And, oh, man, does it make such a big difference. Mm-hmm. And my, my traps look like a normal person's now. There's definitely traps there yeah they're important to have good upper traps but you want them to be balanced and tell people again where the lats are for anyone who doesn't know um like hug yourself underneath your armpits and then your fingers are basically touching your lats now okay and so then the other thing i see is like along with that the muscles around the upper spine your or around your your middle thoracic spine Uh uh-huh um can be very very weak Okay. People who have a hard time pulling their elbows back behind them mm. with a weight in hand. Yeah. Or like finishing the row. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who would that be? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> um, and would they be compensating with their biceps for something like that? Like trying yeah, to get that full range? A lot of range? times they don't fit, they can't finish that full range. Okay. Depending on the tension. Yeah. But otherwise, upper traps. Okay. That's what they'll use. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and so I see a lot, a lot of that, and that's a lot of that from, is from the fact that you sit at a desk like most of the day. Yeah. And then when you come into gym, the gym, unless you're doing like strict pressing, behind the neck pressing, stable, you know, holding a bar overhead for a while, a lot of the work we do is like push-ups, pull-ups, pec stuff, mm-hmm. um, which can cause you to lengthen those muscles on your back even more and make them even less effective. Oh no. I know. So you got to be mindful. Like oh. as a coach, you have to make sure you're not just doing only uh, anterior pushing and pulling. Yeah. You know. And then, can you take a guess what other thing I like to I often see as a deficiency? The glute. That booty. That booty. Where uh, that booty? Yeah. Butt and hamstrings mm. tend to be weaker in CrossFitters because most people in general are quad dominant. Yeah. But especially if you start, if you come into CrossFit and you're quad dominant and no one identifies it <laughs> and you just keep squatting quad dominant, you do wall balls in your quad dominant, you row with your quads, mm-hmm. you tend to get really big bulky quads and not as much strength in your hamstrings mm-hmm. and in your glutes. And then the other thing I see is grip strength. Oh, sure. Yes. Deficiency yeah. in grip strength. So like really weak forearm muscles. And what what the problem is there is if you're just up on the pull-up bar and you're doing things all the time and your forearms are uh, weak, you might get, like, pain in your wrists and elbows mm. from just trying to do something that is overtaxing to your, to your arms. Yeah. So there are things that you can do. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I know. To address these deficiencies. But it's not always fun. I mean, it's, like, tough? Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Because when you're adjusting your deficiencies, you're not usually doing it in, like, a really fun, fast manner. It's hard. It's hard work. Yeah. And you have to be really focused. So, um, like, I personally have, just for myself, a personal program that I'm doing Mm. that changes all the time where I'm addressing deficiencies that I have. Like, I know that my glutes need extra work, so I have a thing I do every Thursday that is, like... Five different exercises mm. for 10 to 15 reps that are slow and steady wins the race Yeah, type of exercises. 
um, that are not for glory, not for time, right? Not that fun. Yeah, I'm sure they're frustrating too. Yep. When I was doing um, your programming back in the early spring, it was great, but it was addressing the like the insufficiencies. Yeah. And it's it's tough when you're like, oh my god, that's the muscle. Like you're you're tiny. Yeah. You're tiny, and I've never used you. I know. And when I have athletes who have like issues or they're not able to do something very well or they're having like injury that's literally all they do is like deficiency programming mm-hmm. so here are the things you can think about for addressing those issues number one target specific muscle groups through bodybuilding oh there I is mean, a place for bodybuilding oh yes there is and like they, you know they're totally if anyone tells you if any top crossfitter told you they weren't doing bodybuilding elements they're lying to mm-hmm. you because like their coaches know that doing um movements that really target specific areas of the body can and does like does contribute to a stronger overall performance sure they're not using it as their primary training because they want to make sure that what they're doing for primary training is functional like a full range squat yeah. is going to be more functional for them than doing high box weighted pistols yeah as you know moving slowly maybe even tempo but that those other elements are going to help them have stronger more effective glutes when they do full range of motion squats it's like nutrition. Mm-hmm. You want a foundation of real food, real wholesome food, and on top of that, you can add in supplements. Sups. Sups. Supplementary. Yes. yes. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, like, basically, that's that's the first thing is to think about. You got to specifically target the area that is weak. Mm. The other thing is you have to do um, t- generally higher reps at a lower weight. To, in order to attack those smaller muscles. Interesting. And tendons. Right? And tendons, In order to yeah. actively be relying on your smaller muscles, smaller tendons, smaller muscles or tendons, you need to be doing lower weight, mm. higher volume. Okay. Uh, because if you're just going to like, oh, well, I want to do strict press because I need stronger shoulders. So you go up to 90% of your strict press for one rep. That is not helping you work on your deficiency. Because you'll just be falling back on your what you've been compensating Precisely. with. Precisely. Yeah, precisely. Also, doing it once <laughs> is not going to train your body how to do it correctly. <laughs> if you want to do any sort of bodybuilding movement for deficiency training, you have to do lighter weight mm. for higher reps. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to add weight over time, do it at those same number of reps or very, uh, or maybe like two less. Yeah. Like one week you do 15, the next week you do 12 at slightly higher weight. Well, sure. you better make it back at 15 eventually and up the weight there. Yeah. Right? So you gotta, we've got to work at higher reps. And usually I do like five or six sets. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. So it takes time. It does But it really time. is kind of like your body medicine. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's just like little things to diagnose little problems here yeah. and there. Yeah. Um, and it's good to do it before you see problems, but... Here's it, a question, yeah. too. How long would that programming be? Because I think I that, it depends. that can be the overwhelming part. It's like, oh my God, like five to six rounds of like... And how many days? And how many I weeks? Know. I have, personally have two days a week where I do like four sets, four different exercises for five to six sets Mm. of 12 to 15 reps each. And on other days, I might do one supplementary exercise that's addressing a deficiency. Okay. 
Like one one day in my program, I had to do weighted planks mm-hmm. for core strength. Sure. One day of the week, I do penlay rows. So I'm like pulling a barbell toward my belly button while I'm leaned over. Mm-hmm. And that's like working on my back strength and rhomboids. So, yeah. yeah. And then on the longer day, I might do all like upper body bodybuilding. And that's, another day, that's I might do all lower body bodybuilding. Right, right. But it doesn't have to be a lot. Like... The I wrote a fall challenge mini bonus program that was all supplementary training. Mm. I don't think that many people have done it, uh-huh. but it's available. It's, cool. a, it's not that hard. It's three days a week, 10 minutes. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. So you can start small. I have more time in the gym. I'm, I'm, I have a luxury. <laughs> yeah. Um, so targeting specific muscle groups, higher reps, lower weight, unilateral training. Mm. So doing one leg at a time, one mm-hmm. arm at a time. Um, one side at a time. Cool. Balancing on one foot, balancing on one hand. That's all going to help your body understand how to control your muscle groups individually and then as a team. Mm-hmm. So you're not relying on one to overcompensate for the other. Right. Like if your but if your back hurts on the left side, you might be you might need to do some like left side glute work in order to remedy it. Yeah. Um, and then. Yeah, so that's th- those are the main things. Those are the main three things to think about. Oh, one more. <laughs> Bonus. Tempo work. Tempo work. Yes. Tempo work is a really great thing, um, and strict variations of movements. You don't mm. want to do, like, kipping bicep t- uh, curls. If you're going to do bicep curls, do bicep curls. Don't do, like, fast ones. Yeah. Um, go through that full range of motion with your weight. Because when you're doing it slow, like, that's when those small, less used muscles that need to be more used will have a chance to actually be active. Yeah. Instead of immediately being pushed aside by the other ones, they're like, oh, nope, I got this. This is how I compensate. Yeah. Which is why we do things like tempo squatting, yeah. pause squatting. Um, why we do things like catch a jerk and hold it for two seconds. Sure. Like, all of that stuff is variations on tempo work. Mm-hmm. It can help you be strong at every point in the movement with all of the different combinations of muscles. So, if, I mean, it's really not that hard to, to build your own little mini program to, to address your deficiencies. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of knowing like where you're deficient. Right. And identifying that. Yeah. The, the best way to do it is to pay attention to what stuff feels like. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, like, you know, we were in class the other day doing some penlay rows, and some people couldn't even do it with a empty bar Mm -hmm. so it's like okay well you know your back your upper back is weak your shoulders are weak your lats are weak so boom there you go just focus on that for a little while and focus I think as someone who's coming from a place of being weak and having so muscles so many muscles that I don't even know how to fire that that can be so demotivating but really recognizing like oh man cool what a great opportunity to increase more body awareness and then be able to like build such a strong foundation yes and if you need a bonus program, you can email me. <laughs> yeah. Hannah at SilconaCrossFit.com and I will write you one. Cool. Um, and it, it can be fun to do things like this. It doesn't sound fun all the time, but for example, the other day I did a deficiencies program and I did sled pulls, mm. hand over hand, standing sled pulls. Um, I did, I gripped two plates between each hand for grip strength and did a farmer walk with that cool and I did weighted planks and I ran it like a Metcon 
it wasn't fast, but it was fun. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes it could be, like, sometimes it's just all dumbbell work and you're just fucking doing bicep curls like a boss. <laughs> you know, doing some chest supported dumbbell rows, whatever, strict press overhead. And that's not as fun, maybe. But if, if you're around other people, it can be fun. It can mm-hmm. be pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Some people do that, that as their entire training. So, well, well yeah. You know? <laughs> Put that into perspective. Yeah. But it's really important for CrossFitters to understand because we want to kind of just go hard, go fast. Yeah. But not, and that's great, but you should be prepared for that. Right. By working on some of that strict stuff. Yeah. That's why we do gymnastics. Mm. That's why we do bodyweight stuff. Yeah. It's like if you can't hold yourself up on a pair of rings, if you don't have the lat strength for that, then, you know, why would you expect to have the lat strength for a heavy clean? Sure. Yeah, you, right. You can't. You just got to work through it one day at a time. Yeah. So so that's my deficiencies talk. I know it's short and brief. It's great. But I think it's like it's like easy enough to, to ponder. And then, you know, the four main things to think about are target specific muscle groups that you need yep. that are smaller. Yep. Like you don't need to be doing trap shrugs. <laughs> <You just don't. laughs> um, focus on higher reps, lower weight. Do unilateral training and do tempo work. And work on your end range of motion, stability, yeah. and mobility. Get strict. Here are some exercises <laughs> you could do. Ooh. Do you have weak lats? Ding, ding, ding. Then you can do lat pull-downs. Oh. Throw a, uh, a band around a bar or something in your house. And on your knees, arms straight out, holding the band, squeezing your lats down your side. Arms stay straight. You pull the band all the way down to your legs. Back up. 15 reps, three to four sets. Cool. Like three times a week? Sure. Yeah. Three okay. times a week would be fine. Two times a week would be fine. Even once is a start. Okay. Um, core, glutes. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Weighted planks, buddies. Mm. Lots of weighted planks. All sorts of weighted planks. On your elbows, on your hands, on your side, on your back, on two benches. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Hamstrings. Mm-hmm. Romanian deadlifts. Google it. <laughs> find your heels. Find your hammies. Mm. Straight leg deadlifts. Romanian deadlifts. GHD, if you want to do a little glute, glute ham development. Uh-huh. We have a GHD machine at the gym. You don't have to use a GHD. You can jerry-rig your own. Uh-huh. You just got to trap your feet somehow. Gotcha. Um, and then grip strength. Uh-huh. Anything where you're pinching or holding something, like... Any sort of farmer carry. Yeah, I think that's something you could so easily do at home with like a yeah. bag of rice or, or like a gallon of water. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. A small child or exactly. a dog. Yes. Petey, come here. Exactly. Oh, oh. sweet. Oh. So that's just a place to start. But yeah. there's so many fun accessory exercises you could try. Mm-hmm. Like stick with one on a regular basis for four or five weeks and see how it feels. Mm-hmm. But like, you can't expect to do the big movements. You can't expect to do a snatch, and if something is wrong, just keep doing a snatch to get better at it. You yeah. have to break it down a little yeah. bit. Got to do the not-so-sexy stuff to yeah. do the big, shiny stuff. Yeah, and like if your back hurts, like it's not going to help just to avoid doing stuff that makes your back hurt. Right. It's You have to work on the muscles around your body that are weak and deficient in yeah. order to protect your back. Yeah. So good. I feel like I said that before. Well, you probably have because it's very important. Yeah. So my challenge to you, uh-huh. identify a, 
between those between those that I listed, lat strength, thoracic spine, uh-huh, glutes, hamstrings, mm-hmm. core or grip strength. What's your biggest deficiency? Mm-hmm. And then pick one exercise mm-hmm. and do four four to five sets of fifteen reps. Okay. Next yeah. week, well, just one day. Yeah. Tell me how it feels afterwards. I can do that, and I, I will can help do you pick that. Out the exercise too, if you want. Maybe I should do that while you're eating the sardines. <laughs> Live. No. We're just sweating and eating sardines. <laughs> Salt sweat. That'll be the next episode. That's pretty good. Salt and sweat. Hey. Anyway. <laughs> so that's my that's my little thing on deficiencies. If you have a deficiency, tweet at us. <laughs> You've got big traps. Yeah. Tweet at us. I'd be like, yo coach, what can I do? Hashtag yo coach. At Silicon Podcast. Yeah. Find us. Email us. Uh Call, call us. <laughs> Don't call us. <laughs> Go to our website. Go to the Facebook page, Silkana CrossFit. Yeah. Go to SilkanaFitness.com. Go anyway. to Instagram, Silkana CrossFit. Yeah. You can peep some stuff on Instagram. You can. You can peep. You can DM. Yes. You can just comment. You can like. You can heart. Yes. If you're a member, you can come follow. to class. We do Romanian deadlifts all the time. Come to class. Boom. Please. So this has been a deficiencies for you. This has been vitamin deficiencies. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, check us out on iTunes and subscribe. And now we're available on Stitcher too. Oh, Stitcher! Oh, oh. screw! Um, subscribe and please tell your friends and leave us a review. Yeah, we would love that. It can just be like five words. Yeah, I actually challenge you to write a review that's only five words. Wow. Please do. Yes. We would love that very much. And we'll mention you on our podcast. We will. We'll shout we'll out. A big old shout out. How? How? Maybe even enter you in a, in a drawing to win free mayonnaise. Yeah. <laughs> I love giving out free mayonnaise. Good mayonnaise. <laughs> Good mayonnaise. Canola oil. <laughs> no. Uh, so check us out and, and we'll see you next week. And in the meantime, thank you so much to Taj, who is a rainbow on a rainy day. Oh, yes. Yes, she is. Have a wonderful week, and we'll see you next time on Sulkanacast. Bye. Sulkanacast is produced by Taj Ruler. Subscribe on iTunes or visit sulkanacast.libsyn.com. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com for full episode information. You can also visit our website at sulkanafitness.com to stay up to date on everything health and fitness. Join in on the conversation over on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sulkana CrossFit. See you there.